My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bow hunting podcast fueled by Mountain Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bow hunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Phil Mendoza. To start off today's show, I want to send a quick shout out to all of the championship bow hunting and alpha bow hunting partners as I would not be able to put this show together for you guys if it wasn't for them. Uh, Starting off with Mountain Ops, check them out at GetMountainOps.com, Hoyt Archery, Kfaru International, Maven Optics, Grizzly Coolers, Hamsky Archery Solutions, and First Light. So thank you to all, all those partners as, like I said, they, they're the engine that makes this show run. So I've got a couple questions that I've gotten from some friends um, <clears throat> here recently from feedback from some of the videos I've been putting out and also just a question from a, another friend of which I'm going to tackle the first part of that question on today's episode. Uh, one of the, the biggest questions I get is, what type of release I shoot and you know if I shoot a hinge because some of the videos again that that I've been putting out on the alpha side is featured some of the event the train to hunt Colorado event some of the other training and boot camps we do and if you're watching any of those if you've seen them I'm shooting a, a hinge style release and primarily for the train to hunt when I'm doing more exercising and shooting and hunting i shoot or i hunt with a scott longhorn three and the reason i like that release for train to hunt events or hunting is because the head the actual the, the head of the of the release um it has a rubber band that resets itself so it it doesn't flop around like my other release that i shoot primarily for target stuff which is a bt gold that one after you fire after the release fires, you have to manually reset the head, put tension on it, and then hook on your release as opposed to the, the Scott Longhorn. And, and I think the Longhorn Hunter is the same way. It's got a rubber band. It just resets the head. So it doesn't it, – it resets the the hook. The head itself still floats around, I should say. Excuse me. Let me clarify that. The hook itself is what, what you hook onto the D-loop. Uh, that resets. The, the head still pivots around on that moon. But – you know, with hunting with a re- with any kind of release, you, my opinion is this: you you should shoot the release that you're most accurate with, because at the end of the day, you sh- and and let me add to that: you should shoot the release you're most accurate with in a high pressure situation, because as hunting is or a train to hunt event is, an alpha bow hunting challenge, all these are are going to get your heart rate up conditions are not going to be perfect so if you shoot uh an index finger style release or a thumb button release you know the best that's what you should be hunting with in my opinion if you're shooting uh, a hinge the best that's what you should be hunting with or you should be you know you should prepare with that's my opinion i'm not telling people to run out and buy a hinge and go hunt with it if you're not used to it it there takes time you need to prepare you need to practice and with the hinge style release or a pull through style release, uh, attention style like a, like a Hamsky breakthrough or a Carter Evolution, <clears throat> you're going to have limitations as to the shots that you can take with those releases. And once again, if if an animal's walking or moving quickly, uh, you're probably less likely to be able to take a shot with a hinge or a pull through if you're shooting it uh, using tension. If you're using it uh, just actuating it where you're 
rotating and ripping the trigger off, well, then you can shoot it like a puncher. Uh, again, I'm not recommending you do that either. I'm just saying I'm comfortable with my release because that's those are what I've hunted with the last four-plus years, I think, or so, or about four years, shot targets, tournaments with, put thousands and thousands of arrows through them. So I do know how to manipulate one of those releases if I need it to go off quickly. And what I mean by that is I don't usually set my releases really, really light, really hot, to have, so that way you're scared of actually getting on it and executing the shot, especially in a hunting situation when you've got nerves and you're tense and you know your heart rate's up a little bit. I usually slow my release down a little bit so that way I can get into my release with <clears throat> a little bit more hand, a little... Uh, a little bit more aggressively and if I need it to go off quickly I just start rotating my wrist quickly I try not to rip it off the string I just rotate quickly and it makes until it until it fires Uh, not as quickly as a an index finger if you want to command shoot and punch it to go that would be much quicker but I've learned how to hunt with that release I'm comfortable with it I know there are very very few shot opportunities I cannot take with that but I'm aware of those so just just know that going in <clears throat> and and the second question kind of you know feeds off of this first one slightly as far as practicing with that said whether it's a hinge a pull through or whatever type of release you're shooting uh the second friend of mine who who commented or, or asked a question he said you know he travels a lot and he can't take his bow with him obviously on all his trips is there anything that you can do to practice archery when you can't take your bow is there any books out there that you can read that'll really uh for for your mental game or to to help you with uh visualizing and that side of archery and again tackling the first part of that question in my opinion you get really good at shooting a bow by shooting a bow Uh, i've read some books in the past you know with some motivational books or books that help you plan help help you prepare help you get your your mind right and and that's that's a that's a separate podcast entirely because there is a lot of information with different articles and books for that but as far as being able to practice without your equipment in my opinion one of the most critical items when you talk when people say muscle memory or you know the repetition and and, and being one with your bow where you fire it without even thinking about it that comes from continually practicing with your release or executing a release and being proficient with it again we talked about the hinge before and i can remember when my uh my now six and a half year old uh, we were in the hospital with with when he was just born and i'm sitting there and and i've got tournament season you know it's in the middle of the winter it's december and, and tournament season was four weeks away or so four or five weeks away and I was sitting there with my string bow in the hospital and my release and I was just shooting hundreds and hundreds of arrows without a bow and and I wasn't shooting them I was just firing my release but I was getting used to that feel I was uh, practicing the execution part of the shot with with nothing more than a piece of rope with a d-loop on there and my release so how do you you know what i call a string bow it's it's pretty simple you're taking a piece of cord piece of rope you're looping it or or make a uh, modifying it so that way you can put a d loop on the one end hold your hand through the one, the one loop end pull back and draw an anchor with your release and put a little tension on there and fire you know the the way that i i actually have mine set up now when, when i'm not able to 
shoot as many arrows in a day, I'll still try to get that that string bow out and and put 20, 30 shots through it. <laughs> and I just take a long piece of paracord, you know, longer than my wingspan because what I do is I'll loop each end and I'll tie a, a taut line hitch, kind of like what you would if you're for your tent, if you, you don't want to use a little plastic clips and you want to stake it down. That, that, that knot that you can cinch it up and put tension on, uh, again, it's, I think it's called a taut line hitch. You, you tie that on each end, on each loop end, and fold the rope in half and then tie a D-loop uh, on, the, on the center part of it. And then I actually have an old grip that I've taken off one of my bows that I put those two loop ends through the, the inside of that grip. So my hand's actually sitting in a grip. I've got my loop on the back end. I've adjusted the knot so that way when I, when I extend my front arm like I would be if I'm shooting my bow and I hook my release and I anchor, everything's set to where my draw length would be. And now I can sit there and visualize what I'm doing, get a real true feeling of the shot on the re- with your release hand. And being one with your release especially if you're shooting a hinge or a pull-through, uh, it, it's huge because, again, in those high-pressure situations, if you're nervous or you're afraid of your trigger because it's too light, that's when it becomes that's when it becomes evident to the people that are really proficient with their setup because they've practiced it and they're proficient with it in many different settings. And, again, just this, this one little piece of rope, with my release, it you can take it anywhere. You can throw it in your backpack, and you can literally shoot hundreds of arrows in a hotel room, imaginary arrows, of course, uh, but execute that release and really practice the feel part of archery because, again, if someone's videoing you or, or teaching you and they say, okay, do this, and you say, yeah, I'm doing that, but you can't see yourself do it because you really aren't, you, you can't see, you can't, you know, I mean, unless you can look in a mirror or video yourself, once you can see it, once you really transfer that uh, coaching into a feel and being able to feel everything, then you start to identify little intricacies on what people are talking about as far as, uh, you know, the way that you're holding release or your, you know, your, your, your grips, or your, your wrist is flat or it's not flat. Or, there's so many things that you can get into with it. But again, the string bow is something that's an item that I think is, is, should be in every archer setup. Because even if, if you're out in the field hunting, you know, and again, people, I, I like to draw my bow back every morning and get used to what it feels like when I'm out in the field hunting. Even though I don't shoot a lot of arrows, you know, it's something you can, you know, get the muscles used to draw back a couple times. This is another way to really get your release going now and get familiar with that. Because if you're sitting, you know, on a mountaintop and it's an hour before dark and, and it's cold out and your muscles are just not functioning properly, get your string bow out fire your shot or your release a couple times and get used to what it feels like practicing in those conditions and and like i said all these little tips and details will just make you a better archer if you apply them properly because if you put make a string bow and use it once and don't ever use it again well yeah i mean it is what it is we actually have them in the shop uh for people to, to test out releases and uh to, to try out you know a hinge or a pull through if they've never done it because it's a safer way to start it so check that out i'm actually going to put a video up here this week on the alpha bow hunting youtube channel on what my string bow looks like and what i've done to put it together and and a couple different ways i guess on how to build one it's really simple a piece of rope and a little piece of d-loop cord and and you're off to shooting so once again thanks for the questions 
thanks to all the partners, Mountain Ops, Hoyt, Kefaru, Maven, First Light, Grizzly, Hamski. We do have a couple promo offers from some of the partners. And at Mountain Ops, if you're going to get some products at checkout, type in the code ALPHA for a special discount. Uh, also at Hamski, if you type in the code ALPHA, they've got uh, some swag for you if you end up purchasing a, a break, uh, excuse me, a hybrid hunter or hybrid hunter target, the, the pro, the, the new, new rests on the market that are on my bow and their money. Um, you know, I still like the Versa rest a lot, so don't discredit that rest. It's, it's, it's kind of a staple, um, awesome rest, but they've got great products out there. So if you type in the code alpha at checkout for Hamski, they're also going to give you some, some gear and Maven, you know, at gate uh, at mavenbuilt.com. Type in Alpha Gift at checkout if you're going to be picking up a set of new Mavens, and they're also going to give you some some free swag there. So, once again, thanks thanks everybody for the questions. Thanks for checking out the episodes, and we'll talk to you here soon.